Welcome to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast, where we have real, raw conversations with industry leaders, finding out how to connect, support, lead, and ultimately make an impact and drive results in the lives of your agents. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. I'm excited that you're here today. Uh, I'm I'm really uh, excited because I have a special guest uh, called, his name is John Fenton. Uh, John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I'm I really excited to have you on the show today. And, and as you know, we talked a little bit before this that uh, primarily we're talking to real estate brokers, you know, small business owners across the United States that are making huge impact in people's lives. And, you know, sometimes that comes with a little bit of stress. So, uh, John, tell us a little bit, like your title is the CEO Sensei. I love that. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and and then we're going to get in some cool conversations here in just a second. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. So, yeah, CEO Sensei, I'll explain that in a moment. Um, I'm a retired executive. I, um, I was a managing partner of an international CPA firm, a couple of offices for a number of over 30 years. Um, retired early, about seven years ago, to really follow my passion. And along the way, I discovered mindfulness and Tai Chi, keep a black belt in Tai Chi and uh, master in meditation. And it, it really helped me a great deal as an executive and a leader. And we went through a time of just this crazy transformational growth, and it really helped me be the best leader I could be. And so I work with companies and I work with clients one-on-one, helping by working with executives and business you know, entrepreneurs and business owners who, who um, want more clarity, better results, and more freedom. Okay. Awesome. Well, I love it. Well, I'm glad you're here because I know uh, real estate brokers across you know our country right now are they're going through a lot. Like some of them are busier than ever. Some that I've talked to are not so busy, right? And they're struggling a little bit. And some of them that are really busy are actually really stressed because they have a lot of different things going on. Like we have a lot of hats that we wear, and so we have to be the broker, we have to be the coach, we have to be the trainer, we have to be the you know, the parents sometimes mm-hmm. and just constantly juggling that can lead to a lot of stress and not always having an outlet to deal with that. So, well, so I'm, so I'm excited to have you on today. So thank you for coming on. Okay. Um, so where, where do we begin with this? Like, how do you even know that one, you're actually experiencing stress? Right. We know stress is a response. It's a it's a physiological response. What you feel in your body is a physiological physiological uh, response to stress. And you know, stress by and large, really, stress is not. I mean, Nathan, do you think stress is bad or good for you? I, I think it's both ways, but I definitely see stress being a good thing. Uh, I mean, stress can really motivate you, right, to really accomplish things. And and if you have desire, you're going to be under some stress. And if you have big goals for yourself and you know, the, you're right. This this is a crazy, crazy time. I mean, massive uncertainty. Um, you know, we're affected in all parts of our society and around the world. And the news constantly is it's just bombarding us with, with more information piling on, piling on and piling on with more things going on in addition to COVID and everything else that's happening. So, you know, the way you, you know, everybody reacts to stress differently. Okay. Uh, many times a shortness of breath, a panicky feeling, anxiety. A lot of people are suffering from anxiety or just frustration. If you're just mm-hmm. tired a lot, you're probably having a stress response. And 
you know, we, our bodies react to all kinds of stress. Now, there's types of stress where your body's reaction, fight or flight, is a very natural reaction. And it, you know, it's honed over, you know, eons of human development, right? And if you're in a car accident or, or really physically threatened, you know, your stress, stress response system is going to kick in and, and you're going to move into fight or flight, right? Or faint mm -hmm. could be another one too, right? So fight yeah. or flight or faint. I heard that recently. So, but you're, so you're, that's there to protect you, right? That response is there to protect you and your body changes. Your heart rate gets faster, your circulation, you try to, your body tries to retain more of your blood into the core of your body, not in your extremities. Um, you're able to, your adrenaline is flowing. And so all these hormones are shifting and changing in your body. Well, you know, we can also get stressed by a nasty email. You know, for example, if you're an angry customer, an angry home seller or home buyer, right? That can stress you out, right? And and so our bodies respond in the same way, whether it's a physical threat, a real threat, or a perceived threat. And and so, you know, we, we have experiences in our life. Um, let's face it, we're all human. We are, as human beings, we all have emotions. And even though we try to pass, you know, get through those emotions, we have them. And many times we don't realize that we're actually feeling the emotions in our body until we have a big response. Uh, yeah, so, big response know, being something like a heart attack, stroke, fatigue, you know, right. I, I got to go back to bed type moment, yeah. like a burnout. Yeah, absolutely. Thing, right? So I know just in you know, my own experience, and I, and I can share more about my own life's experiences, because I had what I called, you know, I call them defining moments. Um, and we've all had them. And uh, some of those from a health perspective and other perspectives. And but I know you're just in a daily activity. So we're spending a lot of time on our computers right now, right? We're spending a lot of time, you know, on Zoom meetings and, you know, maybe we're connecting with customers, maybe we're viewing properties online, whatever it might be. And we're spending a lot of screen time. And I know for me personally, I do a lot of writing and also a lot of Zoom meetings and webinars. And I know when I'm starting to get burned out, like I can feel it in the back of my head. That's my response. That's stress, right? Mm -hmm. And I also know, things to do for that to, that could really help me. One of the key factors dealing with stress is you have to get enough rest. Now, I know if you're, you got young kids at home or whatever, that's really difficult, right? Your, your, your whole life is really revolving around their schedules in many ways. And you try to run a business and, and, and have a successful real estate business. So I get it, totally get it. There's a lot of, a lot of things pulling at you emotionally, right? And you need to find that time to have good rest. You know, I love to take naps. My wife thinks I'm kind of weak because I take a nap. But I know if I haven't gotten enough sleep and and I know that I need to get at least seven, seven and a half hours of sleep. Doctors will tell you, everybody will tell you between seven and nine hours of restful sleep. Yeah. You know, years, a couple of years ago, I had a client, a CEO tell me, she said, you know, she wasn't sleeping well. And I said, what's going on? I said, well, you know, as you get older, you don't really need to sleep as much. I said, no, totally mm -hmm. wrong. Wrong. And yeah. It is, you need, it's just, just as much rest as you get older as you do when you're younger. When we're younger, we can actually push through. I mean, I pulled some all-nighters working and deadlines and stuff, right? Yeah. When we're younger, we can do that, right? As we get older, our body changes and our physiology changes and, and all kinds of other changes going on. So you need to make sure you have that rest. Yeah. You need to make sure you have that rest. And and so making sure you get adequate rest to refresh each day, Well, that's right? Yeah, that's interesting because I, I, uh, you were talking about naps. Like, there are days where I can nap. Like, 
and you know, typically it's like a Sunday afternoon or something. I may get a nap in. Well, what I found is I've actually gotten older. My body is saying you need more rest because I fully intend on going in and doing one of my power naps or something like that, you know, cause we got a three-year-old. So <laughs> it never fails though. Like I will lay down and take a nap and all of a sudden it's two hours later sometimes. And I'm like, what just happened? That is not what I intended to do for my Sunday, but my body was telling me, you know what? Okay. You need the two hours. Like you let's, you let's that two hours. Hours. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. You know, other things you can do for yourself, right? So so everybody has a little bit, you know, different response. So sometimes you feel tension in your body. You can feel tension in your shoulders or maybe you have a, um, you know, a little indigestion or something like that. Your body is sending you signals all the time about whether or not you're in stress, right? Mm -hmm. And and so you have to, first of all, kind of being aware, right? Being aware that you do have this going on. And we're so, our lives are so busy. Sometimes we get disconnected from our bodies. Mm -hmm. We get disconnected. And so we're not really listening to the little telltale signs. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, for me personally, um, you know, that happened to me. Now, here I am, a black belt in Tai Chi, master of meditation, all this good stuff. I teach people on how to do this. I, I coach people on how to in integrate this into their lives. And yet here I was about a year and a half ago, and I suffered a sudden cardiac arrest. Like My heart just stopped. Now that's a big wake up call because I actually did wake up as proof as I'm here. Um, huge wake up call, right? About what I was doing was not taking care of myself. I wasn't getting enough rest. I was putting too much pressure on myself and I was having a lot of success. I was having a good year and I had a book that came out that was the number one new release and bestseller on Amazon and all this cool stuff. We took this cool trip to, to Ireland, my wife and I did and um, had a wonderful time. And it was right around the holidays, right before Christmas and about a week before and you know, it stopped. That was my body telling me, stop what you're doing, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, our bodies all react differently to stress. So for me, it was an irregular heartbeat. There was no damage, any physical damage or any, not, it was not a heart attack. But what I did was I put into play, into practice, the tools that I've learned throughout my life and all the great experiences I've had. I mean, I've literally been to the top of a mountain meditating with a teacher, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, practicing Tai Chi in the, in, the, in, the, in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. So now I want to I want to pause there. Right. Yep. And so for, for those of you who don't know, John, like, John, you were like athletic guy. Like you just said a year and a half ago, cardiac arrest, you know, uh, with a lot of stuff that we've talked about so far. But mm -hmm. like, let's go back because I don't mm -hmm. want to discount like collegiate athlete. Right. <laughs> That's right. I played college football at a very high level. Uh, yeah. a very competitive level and top 20 team in the country. Yeah. So you did that. You're black belt in Tai Chi. That's right. And now you throw this, this bomb on us and you say, I've been at the top of a mountain with a guru doing this in the Rocky Mountains. And I want to hear about this. Like, what is that experience like? Because, you know, now all of a sudden I'm picturing like sitting up on top of a mountain, just meditating. Like, absolutely. Right? So, like, yeah. Tell us about that. Actually, it was a it was a smaller mountain. It wasn't the Rockies. It was in Sedona, Arizona. Uh, that particular trip, I have been to the Rock foothills of the Rockies, doing uh, practicing Tai Chi in the snow. But um, you know, uh, it was at this pinnacle in in Sedona. Now, Sedona. If anybody knows anything about Arizona and Sedona in particular, there's a lot of energy fields in Sedona. They're called vortexes, and it's places in the earth where there's a high high concentration of energy. 
And, you know, I don't want to get too like quantum mechanics on everybody here, but everything is energy. Everything's energy. And so um, really the purpose of meditation to me is be able to quiet my mind and to um, really to feel my body first and connect with my body and uh, to really get into the state of calm and equanimity. Equanimity? I can't remember the word, right? Equanimity? All right, there you go. Um, And so... um, so it's, you know, nothing really, things don't bother you or affect you the same way. And this is what I experienced, right? Like I was, the, I was the angry guy. I could get really pissed off and I would carry it home with me and I could explode, right? Mm-hmm. And I learned through this practice how to manage that and how to be better about how I reacted to things. And um, so on the top of this mountain, literally we're doing what's called sun meditation. And it's very sunny there. There's hardly any clouds, right? And just the, the energy of the sun and the... Um, vibration of that and just being in this really high state of vibrational um, experience, right? Mm -hmm. And everything vibrates, right? You know, everything is energy. um, Everything vibrates at some frequency. You know, the the denser something is um, like this stone right here. Yeah. Like tourmaline, it's called. Um, um, it's, It's dense, right? So it's a lower vibration. Whereas sound is a higher vibration we don't see it or even light is probably the highest vibration that there is out there right and mm-hmm. there's all these subatomic you know particles and things flying around they're all just vibrating and oscillating is what they're doing mm-hmm. so being in a state of of really calming my mind um allowing myself to get into that state you're fully awake fully aware yeah you know um but you are in a place where um you're very centered very mm-hmm. centered now I did play. I played center in college football. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so for me, uh, it was interesting um, how I discovered this practice. I was looking for something for me. Um, I, I just felt in my body. I felt a lot of stress. I felt uh, just kind of crappy, really. Like I just felt kind of run down and mm-hmm. uh, low energy, and um, and wasn't getting enough rest. And I and I said I need to find some yoga or something. And I happened to walk by this. Uh, yoga and Tai Chi Center right near my office in Atlanta, Georgia. And I walked in and there was a young man there, a master uh, from South Korea, dressed all in black. And I said, well, gosh, this is not my idea of a yoga center. Where's all the Lululemon and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we sat down and we were talking. And in the and during the meeting, this first meeting we had, we're, we're in the training room and sitting on the floor. And I look up and there's this big, big banner up on the top. And, and the banner uh, read... Um, Tai Chi, the way to limitless energy, find your center. And I saw that up there and I said, you know, I want to do that. And it really spoke to me. And, and so I began that practice and, and trained with him, uh, you know, weekly, once a day, early in the morning, weekly cool. for over like a year and a half um, to earn. And it's like 12 different levels to, to, to graduate through, to get through that process. And I just fell in love with it. And what I discovered for me was an ability to to shift my focus and my mindset and really have more productivity and enjoy my life better, be a better husband, better father, and be a better leader. And, yeah. uh, and, and so now what I teach people is you don't have to be a black belt to learn some of the secrets that can really make a difference for you. It's easy to, what I teach is very easy to learn. You can use it right now, right, right here, right now. Yeah. Uh, and it just takes a little bit of, it takes five minutes a day. Well, see, and that's what I, I was just thinking about too. Like, and I, and I taken away from that, like quieting your mind and you're able to connect with your body and really gaining clarity. And I, 
I go back and look at just uh, so often people talk about, you know, and you, you hear I'm like Tony Robbins and all these people and they talk about how they meditate every day. Right. And that, and the power of meditation and everything else. And, and really bringing that back to a, where are we today? Like what's your state of mind where you're at right now? So I love where you're going and what you're talking about because so often inside of real estate, whether like if we're a real estate broker, an agent comes to us and say, I have a fire that I have to put out. Well, instantly that can put us into a different state, especially if we're having to save the deal or something, right? As an agent, like that fire pops up that could actually be handled later. Mm -hmm. Well, like getting into this rest state of mind, like that, that's really cool. That's, that's really cool. Well, thank you for sharing the story about, about the meditating on the mountain and, and all that kind of stuff. Cause I know for me, I feel completely different. Like whenever I'm in at the beach versus if I go to the mountains and like the mountains is where I just fully come alive. There's a lot of clarity. There's a lot of peace, just like the awe of the mountains and everything. Like I can totally feel like there's a different energy for me whenever in, if I'm sitting on a balcony or a, a porch in the mountains with a cup of coffee and a journal. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and everybody's frequency is a little different. You know, being in nature is really important. So actually we, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very blessed. I live about a hundred miles from the city of Atlanta in a golf and lake community, lots of trees and nature around us. I'm looking right out my window right now and there's tons of trees on it. So we vibrate at a very, you know, there's a lot of, um, the green leaves and the things we see in nature have a higher vibration typically than, than what we find in a concrete jungle, if you will. Right. So, you know, being in nature, hiking or walking in nature. um, I mean, I literally would sometimes leave my, my office was in midtown Atlanta and I would leave my office and we had like three or four trees that were in these like planters on the street, on the sidewalk, you know, and they're growing up out of the sidewalk and I would stand next to a tree I've actually hugged trees before <laughs> so because they have a vibrational quality. We just don't understand it. And, yeah. and so we resonate with that and it's a very calming effect, you know? Yeah. The other thing that the other thing that is so, so important. So, you know, a lot of people have, I think, misconceptions about meditation. Look, it's great. If you could go and spend an hour or a day or a week or a month or whatever in some kind of meditation retreat, it's awesome. Okay. And I've done some of those, right? We, we're very busy. We don't have time. We're running businesses, right? Yeah. And the reality is we live in a material world, okay? So some people have some, you know, it's almost like meditation is an escape, right? Really, I, the way I look at meditation, it's a tool. It's a tool to help us have the things we want in our life, to be more relational, to be more engaging with our family members and our and, our, and really to focus on what matters most, really. And, you know, Having you know successful business is very important because that wealth allows you to do the things that are you know good for your family, good for your society, building a legacy for your family and that. So you know money's not bad, wealth's not bad. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. So meditation is a tool to really kind of help you achieve what you want to achieve, and it's calming down the vibration within your mind. Yeah. Also, some really useful techniques people can do, and. Uh, there's things called emotional freedom tapping. So there's actually tapping your body or tapping your head. And there's a whole process around that. Um, and, and there's just some really great ways to help you overcome the anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like when I was growing up, I'll backtrack even further a little bit. So when I was growing up, I suffered from anxiety. 
as a kid and really continue to success. I mean, you never really kind of get over that, I don't think. I suffered from anxiety. And I think that's why I excelled in athletics, even though I was not athletic at all before junior high school. Like I didn't do anything, right? I was kind of the big kind of over, I was 30 pounds over my weight group. I couldn't play football, youth football, because I was 30 pounds heavier than my age group. Okay. And I wasn't interested. You know, I wasn't interested in playing ball. And, and I got to junior high and, and some things happened. And um, I decided to shift my focus and focus more on my physical body and, and using athletics and using um, some real physical obstacles, honestly, to overcome those physical obstacles. And that changed my life. And, you know, we we have this, um, um, you know, and so I wasn't athletic at all. And, and yet... Um, you know, we have these periods in our lives where, um, you know, how do we how do we move past our limiting beliefs and how do we move forward in our lives? And, you know, um, um, I feel that, you know, uh, for me, so using athletics really helped me to get over this anxiety situation. Right. And and I mean, I remember being in college even and like, you know, we'd have a game on a Saturday during the season game on a Saturday. Sunday, we had team meetings, reviewing film. A little bit of training and working out on that Monday, you start back preparing for the next game. And I was also carrying a full load of, of hours. I had a full full schedule in the classroom, and so I remember being up, you know, late Sunday night, all like not really sleeping on Sunday night very much, um, and then having anxiety the next morning, going, "Oh crap, I have to get through three and a half hours of practice this afternoon, and all these other things I had to do." And I always found a way to get through it, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's what you know. So this. I had this anxiety. And then as an athlete, you can really, you know, burn off that energy, right? And you can really use it to overcome uh, anxiety. So I think, you know, physical activity, working out, jogging, walking, those kinds of things are really good, really good ways to help you reset yourself. I love doing, a, I do about a two and a half mile walk in the morning mm-hmm. um, and do kind of a run walk kind of thing because my knees aren't so strong anymore. Yeah. And um but it really helps me to set the day up as well as my meditation and Tai Chi in the morning. And uh, the physical activity is really, really important, right? And the rest of the day just flows. Um, sure. and, and so physical activity is really, really important. And, uh, and finding time, even if it's just five minutes, five minutes. But the thing that really the secret sauce to all of this stuff, whether it's physical activity, you know, working out, um, you know, if you're on a Peloton, whatever it is you like to work out on, right? is in meditating, it is focusing on your the one thing you can control in your body. There's one thing that you're able to control that's part of your autonomic nervous system, and then that is your breathing. That is your breathing. And when you focus on your breath and focus on the sensations in your body, and this is the hard part, our minds are so busy, they're kind of all over the place, right? And, um, and we lose track of things. And our minds can be in a thousand different places. To really to achieve that, sense, achieve that sense of calm, you need to be in the present moment. And the only way to get your mind in the present moment that I have found is to focus on the physical sensations in your body. So when you're feeling a pain in your back or you're feeling you know, a twinge in your shoulder or something in your gut, that's your body communicating with. There's an emotion going on. That's yeah. when you need to listen to that, right? So that's a, kind of raising your awareness to pay attention to your body. And the way you train yourself to do that is focusing on your breathing, just simply focusing on the sensations in your body, the physical sensations, you know? Mm-hmm. You feel your chest rise and fall with each breath. 
feel the air, the air kind of exiting your, your mouth. You want to breathe in through your nose and then gently out through your mouth. You're stimulating your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system. And the going back to the stress, the sympathetic nervous system is where we get stressed out. That's your fight or flight. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. Okay. The way you can really stimulate that is to focus on your breathing, feel your breath. And if you just did that just for a few minutes, even one minute, right? I teach people do five minutes at least. Even just one minute can make all the difference for you. Yeah. That's awesome. So I want to I want to take a minute and just recap everything that we've we've just gone through. So if we're feeling stress, if we're feeling anxiety, if if we're feeling overwhelmed and we need to change the state of mind that we're currently in, here's a couple things that you recommend. And correct me if I'm wrong when I hear this. Mm -hmm. One, making sure you get enough rest. Yep. Right? Making sure that you're taking the time, whether it's through napping or making sure that you're getting that purposeful rest at night and going down at a purposeful time. Mm-hmm. Secondly, physical activity, making sure that you're working out in some form or fashion, whether it's a walk. And I do the same thing. I just started doing this recently where I'm walking three miles in the morning and mm-hmm. just being very intentional not to push it to run and being very intentional to say, I'm just walking. And I, as soon as I do that, I'm done for it. Like that's, that's getting my day started. So some type of physical activity, whatever it is that you can do. And then um, getting back to the meditation piece, finding time to do that. Like you said earlier, even if it's five minutes, but being very intentional about one, the one thing that we can control, which is our breathing, right? Focusing on that and then listening to our body whenever we're going through that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. So, couple of nuances to that. One is if you did nothing else, focus on your breathing. Yeah. Right. Nothing else. And don't, don't, I encourage people not to meditate for some purpose, right? Really the purpose of meditation is to clear, clear your cobwebs, clear the head, clear your mind to be totally centered. Um, It takes practice, right? As you start, when you start out, you want to, it's really about the theory of, of what I call the power of accumulation. Okay, mm-hmm. it is repetition, frequency and repetition of building up your meditation muscle, if you will. So every day, right, the first thing you do, take five minutes. And even before that, right, I know so many, so many ex- busy entrepreneurs and executives and people, first thing they do when they get up, aside from their whatever they got to take care of, is they pick up their cell phone or their iPad or they go on their computer. Yep. Okay. So don't do that. <laughs> Now, if you're expecting a very important phone call from overseas or whatever, different time zones, or you know, someone in your family's ill or whatever it is, yeah, have the phone available, right? Check yeah. it. But don't don't spend time on that. Don't spend time on email. Email's the biggest waste of time, really. One of our big time sucks if you're really mindful of that. So the thing is, don't look at that first, right? Take time to breathe, focus on yourself, do something. Even if it's not even if it's a 10 minute walk, right, or a 15 minute walk or whatever it might be, whatever you can fit into your schedule. But you start out small. Yeah. You start out small and you start out with five minutes and you just do five minutes a day, but continuously for 21 days. Yeah. Over time, you'll want to do more. You'll want to do more because you'll start to feel some changes in your in your attitude, your emotions, how you relate to emotions uh, and things that happen during the day. You'll start mm-hmm. to notice that if you if you stick with it, it's like building. It's like compound interest. It builds upon itself every day. So the small things, really small things, can make a big difference, mm-hmm. right? 
So you're talking five minutes, 10 minutes a day. Um, the other thing is, so the other thing is, you know, don't look at your phones right away. Do what I call during the day, do what I call information fasting. We are bombarded with so much information, right? So much news, so much stuff on the internet, so many, so many ways to get information into our brains and we get overloaded. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we get overloaded. Don't spend a lot of time looking at the news, at the services, get the news you need to get during the day. You know, be mindful about that. Really focus on being present, focus on yeah. being really connected. I, you know, I remember as an executive, I'd be in a meeting, my mind would be wandering. Mm -hmm. I would catch myself, right? And even in a conversation, my mind would be wandering. So you want to be totally present for your family members. You want to be totally present for your customers, right? So you got to be really listening. And the only way to really be listening is to not let your mind wander, not even try to think about many times we get in a situation where we're thinking ahead in the conversation about what we're going to say next. Yeah. Sometimes it's just cool to sit and just listen. Yeah. When you listen that way, very intently, I call it, let silence do the heavy lifting, right? Let them talk, let them tell you what they need or what they want. And you can find a solution for them that's going to be meaningful to them and you're going to have better results. Well, and I uh, thank you for saying that because I've, I in the past have found myself and, you know, it, it still happens to this day because, you know, my mind races nonstop. And mm -hmm. a lot of my intentionality around some of these conversations that, that we have on the, on the show, uh, it's very unscripted. Like, I think before we got on this call, it was like, hey, you know, remember who the audience is and let's go. We're going to talk about it because for me, right, for me, it helps me just stay in the moment and go, okay, like in this case, John, what are you, what are you actually saying? Because now if I'm thinking like what's next, I have mm -hmm. totally lost my train of thought mm -hmm. and by keeping it real and unscripted, like in the silence that you're talking about, it allows us to stay in that moment and just enjoy it, embrace it and give the attention to the person right in front of us even if we're through a screen right now. <laughs> that's right, that's yeah. right. You know, the cool, for me, one of the coolest feelings is, oh, I don't know if you've ever, I mean, you ever see the movie, The Last Samurai? Oh yeah, with the, uh, was it, oh, I can't remember. Tom, Tom Cruise, Ken oh, Watanabe was The Last yeah. Samurai, right? Yeah. And there's a scene where he's at this, I guess it's like a Buddhist temple or whatever, and he's meditating, right? Mm -hmm. Here's this warrior, right? That was meditating, right? And he was having visions and stuff. And there's a scene in the movie when Tom Cruise learns the art of being a samurai and he actually envisions, like he visualizes what's going to happen in this battle with five other uh, attackers coming at him, right? You know, artists talk about being in the zone. Mm -hmm. Athletes talk about, or, or athletes talk about being in the zone. Artists talk about being in the flow, right? right. I, I got a chance to experience that at the college level about being in the zone. Like everything just kind of slows down around you. You are totally immersed in the present moment. Time is just like time is suspended. Time doesn't matter. And but you're so you're you're full of joy and you're really connected to that situation. You're creating, you're connecting with your family members or or whatever it might be in your business that you just love to do. And you're in that zone of I call it the zone of genius, right? And you're in that state where you're in a state of joy. And that's one of the highest level emotions we can have. And a great way to practice to get to that state is to practice gratitude daily, practicing gratitude daily. Keep a gratitude journal or just think of three things you're grateful for in the morning. And then at the end of the day, three things you're grateful for at the end of the day. 
Yeah. That really sets the table for the next day and for your life. And it helps you through the day being grateful, be grateful for everything. Cause let's face it, you know, you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful every day that I'm still here. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's about really just being able to experience whatever it is. And sometimes it's not going to feel really good because it may be some crisis or whatever you have to deal with. And we have a lot of those going on around us. Right. But just be grateful that you're alive and you're, you're well, and that you can keep moving forward and making decisions to help create the, create the life that you want to create. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, everybody, if it, we've been talking to John Fitton, the CEO Sensei. So as as we start wrapping up our conversation today, you know, for the for the CEO brokers, presidents, leaders inside of our industry, what's one thing that you would say to them to just help them with this idea of stress, anxiety, everything else to help them move forward, change that mental state back to where it needs to be? What's one thing that you would give advice on? Yeah, I said it earlier, focus on your breath, focus on breathing five minutes in the morning. You can close the day up five minutes in the evening too, before you go to bed. Okay. Just allow yourself to feel your body and focus on your breath. And a uh, special gift for all of you who are watching or listening, um, I have some great free downloads that you can get. Uh, the five minute shift and the 10 minute reset. And uh, the five minute shift is a guide, step-by-step -step process for five minute meditation that can really help you. You can use it anytime, anywhere, um, sitting at your desk or wherever you might be. Um, and the 10 minute reset is a guided meditation. They're free. And all you have to do is go to um, uh, to the to uh, this link. It's bit.ly, bit.ly bit forward slash the five, the number five, the five minute shift. Okay. I'm sure you put that in the show notes yeah, as well. I'm gonna put, uh, yeah, so all these links I'm going to put down in the show notes so you have okay. have that below um, and make sure that you go there and download that and, and start practicing this because that's uh, – I know we can all use it. We live in a society that is moving so, so fast, and you're right. We do spend so much time on this, and it's a lot of our immediate mm -hmm. go-to wind-down things. Yep. And it's like there's days I'm like, I want to go back to a flip phone because yeah. – it didn't my life like this does. So, absolutely, absolutely. And people can reach out to me too on my website, uh, www.johnjfenton.com. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for for being on the show today. We appreciate you being on. We we appreciate the uh, the guidance and also the free giveaways that you're doing for us uh, as for coming on the show. So, thank you so much, and we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the channel. For more information, tools, and resources, go to www.brokertobrokerpodcast.com. And always remember, be you and be real. We'll see you on the next episode.